Welcome to the Fine Art of Coaching. Two friends and senior coaches across oceans, Anindita Das and Maureen Oven, invite you to join us on a close and honest exploration of organizational life that brings a deeper perspective on leadership and important issues of the day. I'm Anindita Das, a senior coach in Beijing, China. I work with individuals, groups, and corporates to educate and affect real change from inside out. I'm Maureen Owen, an executive coach in Brisbane, Australia. I support leaders, teams, and organizations to navigate change and to work with challenges to transform their impact. Welcome to our first podcast session, Anandita, as we embark on our fine art of coaching journey together, I thought we could start by exploring the questions that we want to explore with leaders. Um, and the leaders, of course, that we'll be talking to are leaders that we believe stand out from the pack, everyday leaders that we've either worked with or who inspire us. Um, because of their courage and conviction. So let's dive in and explore these questions together. So, Anandita, what has inspired you to host these conversations with leaders? Uh, Maureen, let me read you these lines from a book, just, you know, to answer this question. And, and I read this quite some time ago, and it had left an impression in my mind and it comes to me as flashbacks so i'm going to read these lines and yeah that was the inspiration that i wanted to talk to leaders about and get their perspective and also learn from them and i hope that while i'm learning myself why not record it and make it something that will last hopefully a long time for everyone to get inspiration from okay so here um we go it's a mistake to think a designated title on a chart makes someone a leader. Leaders emerge when they provide direction in a compelling way and actively contribute toward achieving their goals. When that coincides with a title, people are relieved. When it doesn't, people are confused and frustrated. Leadership is not a theoretical concept. By signing up as a leader, you have signaled your capacity to create positive futures for others. This means that dealing with people, relationships, and behavior comes with the territory. It also means that at some point in your career, you will probably respond to a situation in a completely inadequate way. This could derail you or at least cause stress, angst, and sleepless nights. Your worst nightmare as a leader has occurred. This is normal, but it can take you by surprise. I found these lines beautiful and so inspirational and also not kind of like a sugar daddy way of looking at things that everything is hunky dory. It is not. So it gives a complete picture of leadership. And this is what I wanted to highlight with you in the podcast, Maureen. What about you? Thank you for sh sharing that quote. I, lo I love it. And I guess my motivation is, is very similar. I, from my experience, both as a leader and as a coach working with leaders, I'm often shocked by 
some of the leaders, for example, that I coach or and that I've worked with, how they view leadership. Like some of these leaders can be responsible for millions of dollars worth of worth of assets. Sometimes, in some cases, billions of dollars worth of assets, and yet they um, they refuse. Probably is too strong, but it's essentially what they're doing. They refuse to exercise their their leadership they and their voice and to make difficult decisions and to address issues and to rise up to the challenges in front of them and because they're they're afraid they're afraid of standing out from the pack they're afraid of being criticized they're afraid of losing their jobs and their tenure and so what i've learned over the last 10 or 15 years is that that there's actually a great void in in true leadership there's many people that have a title of a leader and there's think, millions and millions of dollars something like 350 million us dollars a year devoted to leadership development and yet we still have this problem where people aren't stepping up to leadership and they often see as as you've stated with that beautiful quote that they see it rests in a position and i think true leadership while it can come with a position it's really about how we think about ourselves and our power and our ability to make a difference and so that's what i'm interested in 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 both supporting that notion to help people think about themselves as as leaders um, and exploring with leaders what the challenges have been for them personally and how they've risen to those to bring leadership in the roles that they have and the situations that they find themselves in so it's very my motivation is very similar to yours so in this um First series, Anandita, where we have been really interested in exploring what we're calling the elephants in the room, the issues and the topics around leadership that people that are there, but people aren't naming or, or calling out. So I'm wondering for you, Anandita, what do you think the elephants in the room are when it comes to leadership? Um, I think, um, the first thing that comes to my mind is, is that something that I call the intrapersonal relationship, which means the relationship between the person, the individual and the relationship with the role of the leader. So th does the personal value of this, this individual um, is it congruent in her leadership style? Does it reflect in the way she leads her team? Does she or he have a purpose and a strategy? Is it in alignment with the team strategy and the organization's purpose and mission? And the, and the larger world, is, is the leader working on um, his own agenda, which is in the opposite spectrum? to what the team organization or even the world wants. So I think that is the first 
um, elephant in the room that that troubles me internally. Um, what about you? So for me, and I guess it's similar in a way. Like it, it really is about human-centered leadership. Leadership that taps into the full potential of human beings in the workplace, in organisations, in whatever. Um, like they can be not-for-profit, they can be um, charities, however human beings are um, organising themselves. So they can be like in families and leading in a way that really honours, respects and taps into the full human potential. It's why I love um, the work of people like Judith Glaser around conversational intelligence, because it goes to the very heart of how we connect, navigate and grow together. And all too often in the past, leadership has been really about, often has been about the bottom line and delivering the hard, tangible aspects of whatever needs to be delivered. And while those things are still important, we need to do them in a way that um, is fit for human purpose, both in the delivery of whatever um, is being de delivered. Um, and it needs to be developed in a way that really taps into the potential of human beings. Because I don't know, I believe unless we do that, we can't tap into the full creativity that, that sits in, in people when they work, particularly when they work together. And so while ever we don't tap into that potential, we're not tapping into our creativity and ability to solve the very um, real problems that we have in the world today. Yeah, so I, I think I that. I agree with you. I think what I have um, also would like uh, to um, highlight that we always look at a leader as in there is a pres prescriptive uh, role of a leader. You know, a leader should be or ought to be like this. He or she should act this way and talk this way. Um, and there is a descriptive role of a leader, which where the question is, what is your your style of leadership? Because unless you take ownership of your style of leading team, you're you do not know the essence of how to be a leader. It is always then a follower. You're following either a trend, you're following someone else's expectations, you're following someone else's agenda. So the, then the question is, where do you show leadership? you know, it always starts with yourself first. So, you know, the question is, what is your language? What is the living language of your leadership? So I feel it is very important to understand these nuances. What I'm saying is not that the traditional role of leadership needs to be rejected or thrown away. No, I think there are, uh, there is, um, you know, there are great lessons to be learned from past great leaders. Um, but then now, if I may say so, the post-COVID world, we need to have more nuances and our own model of leadership, which is based on uh, lessons from the past and also uh, going towards future.
where do we see the entire humankind to be? Yeah, I think that was one yeah. of the reasons also we, 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 we have already spoken to so many um, executives and leaders. Um, and our choices of choosing those leaders is based on inspiration and, and fearlessness and a drive to excellence. So I think um, this is what we're looking for in leaders and also to highlight in our podcast. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I love the words that you're using, and indeed, like the living language of your leadership. Like how beautiful that it that is, and really having your own personal model of of leadership. Like when, like for me, that that taps into people's personal values that they bring to their their leadership, and and we experience that as integrity like when we're working with people yeah like that it's and so that important. is um, it is so important is. to have integrity because otherwise yeah. coming to to the regular corporate culture now we're thinking that you know there is a change required in the corporate culture so unless leaders have integrity you know you have integrity you bring you make the company culture with integrity you seep in it if you have no integrity, that is what your organization or your team is going to learn from you. Is that what you want to have? No one have integrity, thereby no one has trust. So is that what you want to build and sculpt? Yeah. So Maureen, what advice would you give to leaders about the challenges that you've identified? Oh, well, I think we've we've just touched on the answer. I think the very core, the starting point is getting really clear about what your values are mm. and then aligning your behaviour to that. And if you're in an organisation, of course, then aligning your own personal values with the, with the organisation. And if there is no alignment, and really, I think asking yourself some really hard questions about your fit with that organisation, because it will be very difficult to for you as a leader to to work there to contribute effectively without compromising yourself. So that would be, I think, that's the starting point. Yeah. What about what about you, and Adita? What advice would you? I think you. Um. I would not like to give any advice to a leader because <laughs> they are in the position because they're good at things themselves. You know, at least their cognitive abilities are good. We're making a big assumption here, but you know, let's take that as a, as a, as the ground point. Um, but I would surely like to reflect with them if there is a change that is required looking towards the future. So the advice does not come from me, but, perhaps, you know, the, the, the need to reflect on if there is a change comes from them themselves. Um, so yeah, I do not have any advice for any leader. <laughs> but sure, always be um, like what you said, what are your values and not I do understand that every leader when they come what the, they bring certain values onto the table. 
and a request would be not to keep them implicit you know not to keep them in your head and in your heart but to make them explicit in the way of embodying those values show it to people and not you know keep it for yourself because you're in this position because you deserve it but we also need to see the other side of you the 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 values that you embody and not just we don't we don't want to feel it but we also want to see it so so show us talk to us tell us what are the values what is the truth that you live by so 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 that we also find inspiration from that and add it to our kitty of our own values and truthfulness yeah so thank you maureen for bringing up that point of values and truths that we live by I think, and indeed too, that um, at least for me, that's what I, I would define as great leadership. And we see it in people like Gandhi and Mandela and Martin Luther King um, and like, like many other people like Greta Thunberg, you know, like, the, um, and even despite her young age, her young age, these are people who really they talk about their values and they do their utmost to to live into them and I think that's why people like while they've been known for well past their lifetime they're they're still inspiring people today um, and encouraging them to really to live into more of who they potentially can be and I think that that's what um, that's what great leadership does that it inspires us to be more, to strive for more, to contribute more, and to tap into our potential um, that lies in all of us. Um, and to tap into that in service to the world that we live in. So yeah, I agree, I agree with you. So I know we're probably running out of time. Yes. And indeed, uh, as, we, as we wind up our conversation today, do you have any final thoughts, one last thing that you'd like to leave people with? Um, I have two final thoughts, but I will go through two them. Very I promise I think, well, uh, the, uh, the way the leadership is going right now, I have really uh, a hopeful outlook towards the future. I think the future looks bright. I think with constant concepts such as sustainable leadership, diversity, equity, inclusion, bioethics, um, ethics of care, that's coming more and more into the forefront. So values-based, issues-based leadership is expected and is welcome. And I think it is a time for the VUCA world to go out and sustainable development, as they call it now, fair practices for all stakeholders is the world for that to come in so this is my first final thought and my second final thought is i'm looking forward to airing the episodes we already have you know have had conversation with inspirational leaders like like gavin and fisher you and pallavi from india and 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 so many more so i'm looking forward to more in, in, inspiration i think i can't wait i can't wait to air the episodes and what about you what are your last um a prediction uh, and the last prediction yeah. um, for leadership and i'm looking yeah i'm looking forward to to talking 
to more leaders too. Like the, um, the interesting thing is that no one's thoughts of the leaders that we've talked to so far, their thoughts aren't the same, their approaches aren't the same. Um, and we have a list of people that we want to talk to. So I can't wait to talk to them. And so I, yes, please join, join us for these conversations. And my final thought that I want to leave people with is a quote from Brene Brown about how she views leadership because I love it. And for me, this is how I view leadership as well. So she says, a leader is anyone who takes responsibility for finding potential in people and processes and who has the courage to develop that potential. So it's all about learning and growing and tipping into that un unused, unlived potential that's within us and expanding into it. Um, and I think the leaders that we've spoken to so far have all given us a version of what that looks like um, for them. Yeah, I think so. So uh, in the end, I would like to now thank you, Maureen, and also thank the audience. And can't wait to record the future episodes. Okay, and also, too. I'd like to add that all the resources, the book and, and Brene Brown's and Judith Glaser's material that we have mentioned, um, we'll add the link in the episode um, details on the podcast. So anyone who's interested is welcome to go through and take a look. Okay. Thank you, Anandita. Thanks. Bye. On our Fine Art of Coaching Executive podcast, we have Brisbane-based humanitarian engineer and international leader Gavin Blakey, OAM, who is passionate about helping people reach their full potential. He is the Chair of Board Engineers Without Borders Australia, past international president and chairman of the Board of Toastmasters International, a capacity builder, workplace coach and mentor for young professionals, global leader and speaker. He has an exemplary international work experience with world-class experts in their fields in the UK, Taiwan, Cambodia, Vietnam and of course Australia. Gavin's main team works in Brisbane's strategic assets management portfolio, ensuring that city's people are provided the best possible infrastructure. And when he has time, Gavin loves to collect awards and medals, such as Order of Australia OAM for worldwide services to the community, National Emergency Medal for significant contributions to managing the response to the devastating floods in Brisbane in 2011. So don't forget to catch us on our episode next month. Until then, it's Sai Tian from Beijing and from Brisbane. Glad to have you here. <laughs>